You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. Alright, Foxborough football fans, what's going on? This is Kyrie Thompson, and this is another episode of First and Foxborough. Remember to download, subscribe, listen, stream it on the free Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, we got a lot to talk about here, and the main topic of conversation is Kendrick Bourne, the guy, the man of the hour, right? Or rather, the man who was not seen for about three hours this past Sunday uh, as the New England Patriots were losing to the Miami Dolphins and falling to 0-1 on their season. The guy that we arguably all thought was going to be the best receiver on this football team has just had an absolutely dizzying fall from grace over just the course of the last few months, and a lot of us just have not been able to understand it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the pieces are starting to come together to this story And I do not like what it says about the state of the offense and the state of this coaching staff. We will get into that later. But okay, first, a little bit of recap here. Okay, obviously, Kendrick Bourne coming into this season, he had just put up 800 yards, a career high 800 yards last year. He was one of the only people besides Mac Jones who did anything of use in that wild card game against Buffalo. He caught two touchdown passes. He had an explosive play on about 20% of his touches. I mean, he was one of the few, he was one of the big revelations of that offense last year for for a, a skill position group that a lot of people just didn't really love. And I would say that's how we would feel about it right now as well. I mean, basically the only person they added to this mix was Devontae Parker. I mean, obviously it would have been different if you had had Tyquan Thornton in the mix, but you don't. Why not bank on him having another breakout season? He was so good last year after coming in here and a lot of people were thinking, okay, he's basically just another Jacoby Myers. What are you doing messing around with him? And he proved everybody wrong pretty quickly. But that big time jump that a lot of us have been expecting has not happened. As a matter of fact, we've seen the exact opposite. Kendrick Bourne coming into training camp, just, I don't know, quiet. I mean, a catch here or there in practice, but... Not a whole lot going on, and you could attribute that maybe to the rest of the offense. But then there are other things, right? There, there are the disciplinary issues. He gets 
you know, scolded by Bill Belichick during joint practices against the Carolina Panthers for you know some equipment issue that got him pulled off the field by the officials, and and Bill you know screams at him like, if you're not going to make a play, like don't bother being out here. As you look back on it now, it felt like maybe there was some underlying you know boiling tension there. Like, why would you even say that to him? I don't know. Even in the moment, I think that it felt like, man, what's what's the story there? But again, you kind of put it off to the side, like you wonder if it's an isolated incident. And then on top of that, the thing that immediately comes to everybody's mind is Kendrick Bourne getting into that fight with Kenny Robinson of the Carolina Panthers. And and both he and Christian Wilkerson get kicked out of practice. And then a couple of days later, Kendrick Bourne, I mean, so he returned to practice on that Wednesday with joint practices with the Panthers and you know, no incident there. He caught a couple of passes, but nothing particularly special. He's expected to play against Carolina. Everything was lining up that way. His equipment was in the locker and, and, and all that. He expected to play. Then no Kendrick Bourne. Nowhere to be found. Doesn't dress. And we were just wondering for the longest time what was going on with that. And it seemed like he, he did get benched. He did travel to Las Vegas for joint practices with the Raiders, but it sounded like he was running with the twos for a lot of the time. And then finally he got back in with the ones that Wednesday and he had a drop that he had a frustrating drop at one point and then he redeems himself later in the practice with a touchdown pass from mac jones he caught a pass he caught a couple of passes i believe from mac jones in that raiders preseason game towards the end when the offense was actually doing something decent so you thought maybe it was turning a little bit of a corner for kendrick Bourne, and then regular season week one pops up and kendrick Bourne plays two snaps nowhere to be found until the game is basically out of reach i mean maybe not really but they weren't going to come back and win this thing they throw kendrick Bourne in there and on his second play of the game 41 yard catch down the left sideline another beautiful deep ball from mac jones connection with kendrick Bourne. they've hit on that in the past they hit on it there and then kendrick Bourne immediately comes out of the game and appears really frustrated at the prospect of, okay, I just made a big play, now you're taking me out. Like, what the hell's going on? Just a mind-boggling sequence of events. And then you got, you know, Kendrick Bourne getting peppered with questions after the game, like, hey, like, do you know why you weren't playing? And basically he's just saying, no, not really, but maybe I just want to put the onus on myself. Maybe I need to practice better, endear myself to the coaching staff. We had a chance to interview Troy Brown and Ross Douglas about the Kendrick Bourne situation. Obviously, they're not going to say a whole lot, but they were complimentary of Kendrick. So we don't get to watch practices anymore now that the season has begun, right? So media, when they show up to Gillette Stadium, you get a chance to, to talk to some players in the locker room. You are able to take attendance at the stadium, but you can't watch practice now. So we can't tell you... If Kendrick Bourne, you know, is having a bad day, if he's got some drops going on, if he's running the wrong route, we have no idea about any of that now. So at this point, we just kind of have to take their word for it if they say he needs to practice better. But I don't know that they really gave any indication that that was the case. I mean, though, there's got to be some kind of reason there. But come to find out, that Carolina week, especially his, his benching, during that game, during that second week of preseason, we now know a little bit more about it. 
First, here's Tommy Curran of NBCSports.com on WEEI talking with the Gresham Keefe Show. Here's what he had to say about what he knew about the Kendrick Bourne situation to this point and what's going on with him. I think it's a Patricia thing. I think Kendrick Bourne showed great production last year um, and enthusiasm, and Josh McDaniels got a lot out of him. Just by seeing what transpired in the off season and speaking to some folks, you know, around the situation, I think that from what Albert Breer reported about Kendrick Bourne, not being fully on board with the way the install was going here, looking at his role and seeing it diminish, um, seeing it diminish with two tight ends on the field. Um, there was a meeting prior to the Carolina Panthers game that he was just a smidge late to that. I think, you know, I was told that resulted in the benching that night. Um, All of those things, I think, combined have landed him in Matt Patricia's doghouse. And there it is. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, we keep on talking about Bill Belichick, right? And in the end, Bill Belichick, as he has often said, it's these are his decisions. In the end, the buck stops with him. He's the one who gets the last say on things. So if something is happening with his football team, he knows everything about it. And he signs off on it. But specifically, Kendrick Bourne is not in Bill Belichick's doghouse. He's in Matt Patricia's doghouse. And okay, maybe by extension, Bill Belichick. But specifically, Tom points the finger at Matt Patricia as being the guy keeping the most explosive player on the Patriots offense off the field. Now, look, if a guy is just not doing his job, he's not practicing well, he's a locker room cancer, what have you, I can see it. But the practice stuff, I mean, you've had so many people just talking about, yeah, Kendrick Bourne is a great teammate. People love being around him. They they love having him on their team. You know, they want to see him succeed. Just all, all the all these positive things about Kendrick Bourne and and how he works, what what he is as a player and and all of that. But he made the mistake of crossing the de facto offensive coordinator in Matt Patricia. And you know what? There was a part of me that just, I wondered. I mean, I, I can't claim that I knew about the, the specifics about the Carolina Panthers meeting, because I did not. And I can't claim that, that I knew by anything other than just gut about anything involving Matt Patricia and him, him being connected directly to this Kendrick Bourne situation. But man, I had a feeling, and you all know why. If you've been a fan of this team for any point in the last 10 years, if you've been a fan of this team basically at any point in the last, what, six, seven years, last decade, then you know about the fact that Malcolm Butler, who was one of the the defense's best players during that 2017 Super Bowl that the New England Patriots lost to the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles, for God's sake, oh my goodness, But that Super Bowl loss was just plagued with discussions about where was Malcolm Butler, one of your best players? Why was he not in the game? Why did he not play? And who was the Patriots defensive coordinator that year? The guy who was in charge of making those personnel decisions. Who was that again? Matt Patricia. Now, 
I mean, I've, I've heard various things about what might have happened with Butler. Obviously, he never confirmed that stuff, and I don't want to breathe life into rumors or you know, things that I don't know for sure. But the situations, yeah, they, they might not be apples to apples here. I mean, certainly the stage isn't nearly comparable, right? Benching a guy in the Super Bowl versus benching him for the first game of the regular season. Obviously, they're not the same thing. But look, when I heard this about Kendrick Bourne, I feel like it all made sense in a way because Matt Patricia has already done this. He has already proven that for one reason or another, he clearly has no problem going to Bill Belichick and saying, you know what, this guy don't like his, his attitude, don't like the process that he's been going through. I don't want to play him. Clearly, this is Matt Patricia being empowered to make personnel decisions. And in particular, assuming that, that this is true, that he is in Matt Patricia's doghouse, that is why Kendrick Bourne has not been on the field, why he's been relegated to backup duty and all of that. And I imagine if Kendrick Bourne wasn't happy with the offensive install, well, who is the guy leading the offensive install? Matt Patricia. So he's going to know firsthand it, you know, those those criticisms, he'll have heard either you heard them directly or indirectly. You know, if he's heard some rumblings, if Kendrick Bourne didn't go say it to his face. I feel like there are so many signs that Matt Patricia probably has been petty with Kendrick Bourne. And he's doing it at the detriment of the team. If, if that's true, if that is true, that is to the detriment of the team. And it would be the second damn time he's done it if that is the case. And I want to say something about this, all right, because I have been, I don't know that I would call myself being defensive of Matt Patricia specifically. I don't know that I don't have any special love and affection for Matt Patricia, but I've been more chafing against the idea that he is destined to fail as an offensive coordinator just because, you know, he hasn't called offensive plays before. Or just because he failed as a head coach in Detroit, as if people who fail as head coaches somewhere can't be adequate coordinators someplace else. Like, yeah, I get it. It's it's weird. It doesn't really happen a whole lot. But I'm sorry. You're just going to have to do better than, oh, well, it's never happened before. So how could it possibly work? I, that's not enough for me. That's a projection. That's not evidence. Anyway, I'm still withholding judgment on the actual Patriots offense and whether, I mean, Matt Patricia clearly, you know, I've heard from however many people now, it was Matt Chatham or Deron Harmon or Mac Jones, for goodness sake. Like these guys say that he can, he, that Matt Patricia knows how to teach football. Okay. He's a smart football guy. I'm not worried about that. All that being said, even if I'm going to sit up there and say, okay, you know, maybe th this offensive scheme isn't that big a deal. And Matt Patricia, you know, maybe he can be a decent play caller. For example, I mean, I thought there was some rough stuff in terms of the over-conservatism on early downs, which I don't like. I think is not how you win in the NFL anymore. But there were also some legitimately good play calls, in my view, that, that happened outside of those first couple of possessions. Right where where it's like okay yeah the, the first possession of the game and then the first possession of the second half oh yeah those are all scripted plays you know Kenny calls something outside of that he he had some good play calls there was some good stuff in there 
at times. Clearly, the offense didn't have a lot of rhythm, and play calling didn't necessarily help them get into that rhythm. It is what it is. We'll see if they can adjust. That's going to be the name of the game, is adjustments with time. But look, let's take the X's and O's kind of out of that. Playing your best players is part of your job as an offensive coordinator. And it seems to me that Matt Patricia is not doing that by continuing this whatever feud he's got going on, this internal beef that he's got going on with Kendrick Bourne. Okay, it, it's bad for the team. Look, we've talked a couple of times in the lead up to this season that this receiver group has to be greater than the sum of its parts. And that means, and it kind of dawned on me the other day when you know thinking about the Kendrick Bourne situation, that means all of them, okay? It's not just about Devontae Parker anymore. Like, oh yeah, now that Devontae Parker's here and he can be that 50-50 jump ball guy, he can be the guy that Nikhil Harry was supposed to be, whatever, right? Like, now that we've got this guy, it's all good. No, you, you need all of them. You take Jacoby Myers out of this situation, it probably goes belly up. You take Nelson Aguilar out of the situation, it probably goes belly up. Even if you don't like Nelson Aguilar that much and don't think he's done much, at that point, you would have nobody who's fast. And we've already seen what that looks like when you have slow and you know people who, who can't separate and just can't straight up make a play and run past people. You can't have that. And turns out, you take Kendrick Bourne out of the equation and you got no explosive plays. And then you put Kendrick Bourne in the equation, and he immediately creates an explosive damn play. All right, this isn't, you know, to uh, people talk about this with you know, Matt Patricia because of his previous career. This ain't rocket science, buddy. You should probably play your best players. It's good for you. It's good for the team. And even if he might not be inclined to, to you know, make that call just based off of the fact that he had that one big play and maybe he needs to see more in practice... One really important person, arguably the most important person, the guy who signs the checks, has noticed that Kendrick Bourne is not playing, and apparently he's not down with it. Are we talking about somebody who's gotten sideways with a particular coach and Belichick wants to give Map the latitude to make his own decisions on how he proceeds? Or are we talking about a guy who's an active pain in the ass? I don't know, but we're looking at a guy whose production and the fact that he was in mothballs on Sunday certainly caught the eye of the owner, from what I understand. And I'd be surprised if he stays down for much longer. I mean, look, Robert Kraft be like, yeah, hey, Matt, we like you. You're cool. You grew up here. We brought you back. We have a lot of respect. We have a good relationship. But I paid a bunch of money for Kendrick Bourne. I signed your checks. And this latest check is paid to the order of Play Kendrick Bourne. Look, if for no other reason than the fact that, I mean, Kendrick Bourne is is a good player, he would need to be on the field. But I feel like even more so now that I've seen what this offense looks like without Kendrick Bourne, I don't know that they have a choice. I feel like if, if you are serious about giving your offense a chance to succeed, then Kendrick Bourne has to play. You don't actually have the option of keeping him on the bench. You don't have the option of keeping any of these dudes on the bench because your roster is not constructed that way. It's not good enough to survive like this right now because you built the roster that way to need that. 
Okay, this isn't a team with, okay, one guy is really, really good, and therefore, by extension, everybody else down the ballot gets better. All of these receivers are more or less operating at a, at a similar, you know, kind of equivalent skill level and, and overall importance. You take any one of them out of the mix, you got trouble. That's just how it is. Bottom line, you need more. And Kendrick Bourne is here to give you more. That's what he does. He creates more yards than anybody in this receiving room. We were told that that was you know, going to be the thing. Play fast, get the ball out of your hands, give playmakers chances to make plays. Well, that would seem like it's tailor-made for somebody like Kendrick Bourne. So how about we do something about that for week two? And if it's shaping up the way we think it is, Kendrick Bourne is probably going to have a much bigger role in week two than he did in week one. And honestly, if he doesn't, I feel like that's that, that could well be a sign that maybe Kendrick Bourne just isn't long for New England. And they might actually, they might trade this dude, which is unfathomable to even be uttering those words after what we saw from Kendrick Bourne last year and what we expected of him coming into this season. Just an, just an unbelievable turn of events. And the fact that, as I, as I look back on it, the fact that Matt Patricia is involved again after what we know about, or just the fact that we know that he was connected to the Malcolm Butler thing. I mean, that is just, oh, I mean, chef's kiss, but the opposite of that in terms of, of how good you actually feel about that. And you know what? I've been, and you know what? It might not reflect badly on his play calling, right? The thing that everyone wants to talk about, the, the play calling, whatever, but it definitely speaks to his personnel management. And I don't know, maybe it draws a little bit of a glimpse behind the curtain about why Matt Patricia did not succeed as a head coach and needs to be under Bill Belichick in order to have a successful coaching career. Because man, if he's out there making these kinds of personnel decisions when he's on his own, because man, if he's out here making these kinds of personnel decisions under Bill Belichick, who at the very least, like the, again, he can change his mind, the buck can stop with him, whatever. But if he's doing that under Belichick, man, I can only imagine the stuff he was doing in Detroit and how much that stuff pissed people off. We will see if it is any different this coming Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would expect it will be, but until then, we are going to be keeping an eye on all the news, Kendrick Bourne related and otherwise. I'm Kyrie Thompson. This is First in Foxborough. Make sure you download, listen, subscribe. Check me out on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at Thompson 5 Follow the show account at First in Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O. And I will catch you later.